You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rusk. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rusk Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rusk AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Hello and welcome back to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Campbell. And today I'm doing something a little bit different for this episode. And I am just going to talk by myself. So we're going to see what happens. I want to share some of the lessons I've learned from my money and investing journey over the past five years off the back of an article I wrote for Perla, who are our partner on the Australian Finance Podcast recently. Back in 2020, I got involved with a community project that Perla were putting together an ebook to connect Australia's financial independence retire early community. They've recently turned this into a free audiobook with every chapter released as a podcast episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I think it's a really great way to hear from different voices in this space as everyone's journey to financial independence looks different. And even if this isn't something you want to work towards, there's lots of little bits and pieces you can learn from everyone's story. And if the idea of financial independence sounds intriguing, as another COVID project I did back in 2020, I think now, I also created a free course on RASC education about financial independence, so I'll link both of these resources in the show notes. As part of this project, I revisited and updated the chapter I wrote for the ebook back in 2020, which really made me realize how much my money and investment approach has evolved over the past five years. In some ways, a lot's changed and in other ways, it hasn't. I still save, invest, I work towards my goals and 
uh, sadly still make some mistakes. But today I wanted to share what's changed because I think it's a really fascinating way to reflect on what I've personally learned and how my own priorities have changed. And I encourage you to do the same. Whether it's about investing your money or career, take some time to reflect on how far you've come, where your opinions and your ideas have changed, and the things you've learned along the way. Just keeping in mind that our personal finance journeys are ultimately personal, and these are just some of the things that I've learned. The first thing I wanted to share is that I'm less worried about money these days, which was an interesting reflection looking back. Because at the very beginning of my personal finance journey, I was uh, just a little bit obsessed because I've been saving and investing for well over seven years now. And thankfully, money has become less of a focus point for me. I'm so grateful to be in a position now where I know I've got an emergency fund ready for action if anything happens. I know I've got an investment plan and a strategy that's relatively figured out and in progress. Yes, I've still got a long way before I reach financial independence myself, but I know I'm on track. Plus, now I've done what my co-host Owen calls my money apprenticeship. I'm not spending all my spare time learning about how to manage my money anymore, and I'm focusing about living a life by design outside of the spreadsheet. And I think that's one of the great things about financial education. Once you've learned the basics and set up your emergency fund and your investments and sorted out your superannuation, that knowledge is yours for life. No one can take it away from you. The second thing I wanted to share with you is that I don't set as many financial goals anymore. Back when I was at the very beginning, I used to set a long list of goals every year. And while this generally worked, it meant I wasn't as focused on achieving a few specific outcomes that were really important to me. Nowadays, when it comes to my finances, I typically set one short. So that could be something I'm working towards in the near future. So it might be at the moment, saving some money up for Christmas time and summer holidays. I might set one medium term, which at the moment is, if you have been listening for a while, I'm saving up to buy a piece of land that I can plant trees and create a forest that other people can come and explore hopefully sort of a garden farm situation as well. Definitely some chickens in my future. And one longer term goal. So that big long term goal, which has stayed the same over the the past seven years is financial independence. So that is where I have enough invested that I can support myself without having to rely on a nine to five job. While I still might choose that, I just want to have options and more control over my time. One of the good things about having fewer goals is it really helps me stay focused. I'm not task switching all over the place. I make a lot more meaningful progress towards my goals and it helps me really get clear on how I'm organizing my savings and investments to fit the different timelines because the way I work towards my short, medium and long-term goals is quite different. I don't approach them in the same way. While I might be investing in a high growth portfolio for my financial independence goals because they're well over 10 years away, I'm not going to be doing that with the money that I want for summer holidays because that's something I need in the near future. If you're someone who's struggling to make progress towards your goals, I'd encourage you to really look through what you're working towards and try and shorten that list and figure out what is your priority, what is your short-term, your medium, and your long-term priority. And you can cycle through maybe three or four short-term priorities in a year. But the more goals you have, 
the more money you're allocating to lots of different things and it is harder to make progress. So that might be something worth trying. It's it certainly worked for me. The third way my investing has changed over the years is that now my investment plan remains relatively stable. I'm not changing it all the time. I'm not adding a new ETF every six months. Because during the first few years, my approach to investing changed as quickly as the weather in Melbourne. I was trying every different micro-investing app, brokerage app. I was testing new strategies. I was investing in different companies that I had heard some interesting things about. But it did create a lot of paperwork. It was a great way to learn, but it it wasn't the most effective long-term strategy. I was just jumping in and out of things and definitely giving a lot of money to my brokerage provider at the time. While I definitely learned a lot during this time, it wasn't until I wrote down my core and satellite investment plan. So those basic, boring, long-term investments like Australian equities, US equities, maybe a bit of property and infrastructure, some bonds that were going in my core and my satellite, which might have a few smaller positions in individual companies or thematic ETFs, that I started making meaningful progress towards building wealth. These days, my plan remains relatively the same, bar a few adjustments each year, and I'm definitely not doing much selling anymore. The fourth thing that has changed quite a lot over the last few years is that I now only update my net worth tracking spreadsheet a few times a year. When I just saved my very first $1,000 and was at the beginning of my personal finance journey, my very own net worth tracker was one of the tools I used to create my progress. I created a spreadsheet with columns for my assets and liabilities and rows for each date I inputted the data. Now, at the start, I was so enthusiastic about making progress towards all of my financial goals that I was updating this spreadsheet regularly. I mean, sometimes I was updating it every week. And when you only get paid once a month and you don't actually have that much invested, it's a bit silly to be updating it once a week. But that is just how enthusiastic I was at the very beginning. But these days, I only update my net worth tracker twice a year just to keep on track and see how I'm going. I only check my brokerage account occasionally. So that at the very beginning, I was definitely looking at what my shares and ETFs were doing on a daily basis. But now that I've learned, I've got a plan in place. This is something that I don't have to look at every day. In fact, I think looking at it every day will hinder my progress at the moment. Another thing to note is that I don't time my financial progress towards the goals in my net worth tracker. I'm really focused more on what I'm inputting into my financial goals rather than the output because I can't control what the market's going to do tomorrow, next month, next year. But I can control how much I can save and invest to an extent each month. It's really important to remember that your net worth doesn't equal your self-worth. And the biggest lesson of all that I wanted to share is that I have enough. While I'm not financially independent yet, I know I've got what I need to meet all of my short-term financial commitments. While I still have goals I'm working towards in the future, I'm happy where I am right now. I think you can be happy and enjoy the present moment while still making progress towards long-term goals. It's just once you're more intentional about it, you understand what's important to you right now and in the future that you can have a better balance between those. Plus, I've learned how to use my money intentionally in ways that add value to my life. That could be memorable experiences with friends and family, 
buying gifts or donating to charity, spending my time in more meaningful ways. And these are some of the ideas I explored in my book that's coming out very soon, Buying Happiness. So what about you? While I was thinking about this article, I also reached out to our community to see what some of your most significant changes over the past five years have been. Here's just a few things that you said. In the past, I would randomly buy ASX shares with no plan, but now I have a diversified ETF portfolio. Someone else said that they adopted the barefoot method and actually have money for the first time. Another said that being more intentional about my money has changed how I think about it and spend it dramatically. Someone else said that their wife and they have started saving more, investing and finding other sources of income. And finally, someone said that breaking out of a monthly credit card cycle helped us reduce our monthly expenses by $2,000. So now it's your turn. I really encourage you this week to take some time to reflect on all the changes you've made and what you've learned about your money and investing over the last five years. Because we often don't talk about money, we don't celebrate all of those small steps we take along the way. So right now, I want you to take some time, reflect on all of the progress you've made, the things you've learned, and just sort of sit with that for a moment because you have made some great progress and knowing what you know now, you can continue to take small steps to improve your financial future. So I hope that wasn't too rambly. We'll (laughs) we'll see. Uh, But it's just a few of those things that I've learned over the past five years. To summarize, I'm less worried about money, which is great. I don't set as many financial goals anymore, focusing on one short, one medium and one long-term goal. My investment plan doesn't change very often. While it's not set in stone, it is uh, probably probably set in, uh, I'd say clay, but clay is pretty solid. Maybe Play-Doh. No, that doesn't work either. All right, it's it's on a whiteboard, so it's there, but I would probably, after a few years, need some cleaning spray to get it off. I only update my net worth tracker twice a year. It's a great tool when you're getting started, but remember, you don't want to be checking it every day. You don't want to be checking your brokerage account every day. These are tools, but they shouldn't be dictating how you're feeling about yourself and your journey and your goals. And the final thing is that I have enough. I'm not financially independent, but I'm on the way and I know what I'm doing with my finances. I'm feeling in control of my time and money. So I hope you enjoyed that. I've linked the article. I've linked the Aussie Fire ebook that Perla has worked on super hard on creating. So you can read those articles. You can listen to those articles. And I've also included the link to our Fire, our Financial Independence Retire Early course as well. So Enjoy, and uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? 
Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.